Good morning and good welcome. Let's give these guys a big round of applause. So great to have you with us today. And we're believing that today is going to be a powerful and significant day for our church. Uh, tonight we've got our night of power. We'll be believing God for miracles and healings. Uh, but this morning we're continuing our series or we're completing our series called Unstuck. And I want to read a scripture to you out of Psalm chapter 40. And I'm going to ask the team to put it up behind me so that I can read it off the screen behind me. Psalm chapter 40. And it says this, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And He turned to me and He heard my cry. Verse 2. The next verse says, He lifted me out of the pit of despair. Okay, David was stuck in a pit of despair and discouragement, out of the mud and the mire. Often in Psalms, he talks about uh, my feet were in the miry clay, as in like quicksand or clay that was so hard I couldn't get out of it. And then verse 3 goes on and says, He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. Last part of that verse. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. I'm praying that today, for those who feel like, and and sometimes we get stuck and we just, we, we, we can't even put our finger on it. We can't even, we're just like, I just don't know why I don't seem to have my mojo. I don't know why I just don't seem to have the motivation that I once had. I don't know why I'm not living with a joy inside of me bubbling up like I know I should. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. And so often it can be because we're stuck. And David talks about getting unstuck. I cried out to the Lord. So I'm going to pray for us today, for all of us online, for all of us in this room, that today would be a day, not just of hearing information, but where God would touch our hearts and something would shift in our lives and we'll be able to get some clear steps that we can take and we can move forward getting unstuck. So close your eyes right now. Father, I thank you this morning that we can cry out to you. And I pray for our church family, for everybody watching online, for visitors today, those who are joining with us for the first time. I pray today that the God who hears our prayer would hear the cries of hearts today. Lord, that you would bring revelation to different ones about what exactly needs to be dealt with, what needs to, what we need to get out so that we can get free. Father, I pray that there would be freedom in this place. Lord, I pray that there would be healing in this place. I pray that there would be restoration in every room right now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Well, this morning what we're going to do is I'm going to be talking to uh, a few different people about areas in their life where they've been stuck and, where, and, and the steps that they've taken to get unstuck. Okay, so we're going to go on a, a journey of vulnerability, which I know uh, Dan and Trish Bowman, great to have you here. Thanks, Pastor John. Are you nervous? No, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> you love sharing about your innermost world. All right, that's good. Dan, let, let's just start with you. Just, just give people a... Uh, you, let's thank the band. You guys can go. You've done a great job. Thank you. I want you just to quickly give people a quick synopsis of just your... Uh, you're, you're married now. You've, you've got five kids. You were married once before. Yes. Just tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I was yeah, married previously. Um, yes. Two kids to my previous marriage. Um, yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a very healthy marriage for many different reasons and um, learned a lot of lessons coming out of that yeah. and by being in, in this place. And yeah, so I've got five kids, 
So Trish and I have three three boys together, and yes. um, yeah, it's never a dull moment. Put it that way. Never a dull moment. Fun. Okay. And part, one of the things that in your journey of I guess of being stuck because you didn't grow up in terms of in a Christian church like this, and you came and connected with God, started to build a relationship with Him, but you still had some old habits that were, you were hanging on to. Yes. One of them was the was alcohol had quite a grip on your life, didn't it? It did. Yeah, very much so. Um, I tried very hard for many years to live the Christian life and the party life for a long time and didn't want to let go of either of them. And right. Yeah, that was, that was a juggling act to say the least, but uh-huh. certainly wasn't sort of healthy. But yeah, that was, I just, yeah, just completely got stuck in that for a long right. time. And so what did you do? Also, once you, after years of trying to work out that, that I won it all, yeah. what, did it come to a moment where you, what, yeah, what, what it happened? It, I was actually in my car one night just driving somewhere and just, just out of nowhere just felt to pray. Yep. And I got to, by this stage I'd exhausted every bit of willpower, every bit of thing, everything I could muster to try and break it. And I was at, I guess, rock bottom relationships and everything and hit an all-time low and I just cried out to God in the yeah. car one night and I've never cried out to him um, in that way before. Right. Just total desperation and just broken and, you know, you've got to do, I need you to do something. He'll you know, totally surrender it to you. You just yeah. have to turn up. So yeah. it, just, it was just yeah, a very desperate moment yeah. crying out to God to come and take over and help. Yeah. And what do you do? He helped. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. He yeah. listened. It was awesome. I, it's something I can, words couldn't describe what I felt that night. I just felt my car just fill with this presence and this power. Like I've, ne- I've never felt it before. Right. And um, I just knew he was there. Yep. And um, I knew that my future was going to be okay. Yep. And just that it, it felt like there was something that was just starting to get unraveled from around my throat. I actually just felt this. I could breathe. You know, I know it's hard to put into words how I felt, but it, it gave me goosebumps. I, I was actually a bit scared. I was like, wow, this uh, whole prayer thing actually works. This uh, is crazy. Uh, um, but yeah, and just felt like everything was going to be okay. Yes. You know, great. Moving forward. Great. And you, you made a decision then to stop drinking or? Yeah, so at this stage, my kids were living in Toowoomba away, or our oldest two, and God said to me, I want you to make me, I just felt him sort of say, promise me you'll never touch another drink again and I'll give you back everything you've lost. That's the words that kept ringing in my head. Amazing. And so I said to him, I said, I, I promise I'll never touch another drop ever from this wow. moment on wow and it was literally weeks later um, a few things unraveled and our kids came back to live with us only a little but yep. they came back to live with us and you know he gave me a you know I lost a marriage he gave me an amazing marriage yeah. and just he did every, everything that I'd lost he returned to me over a period of time and amazing. and you know, haven't touched a drink since so well done there yeah, well done very cool proud of you all right Trish just a quick introduction to you so you started coming to this church how long ago um, is this on? Yep. Yeah. Um, probably about, I'd say about 10 years ago now. Okay. I've been here. About 10 years. Yeah, and yeah. because of Dan, basically, because he had the connection here, was that, or did you, um, you dragged him back while he was yeah. running away? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting story. So, um, so when we were dating and everything like that, we used to go to um, his parents' house, so Des and Anne's, just for, you know, for lunch or whatever. And, um, 
they, um, they, they would just come home, just talk about church and how amazing it was, but right. they would never jam the Bible down my throat. Right. Because um, if that was the case, I would have been like standoffish straight away. Right. And I'm like, and I've always had this thing where I've wanted my kids to go, like when I have kids, I want my kids to go to church, but yes. not me. Right. I don't need to Isn't go, just funny? my kids. That's funny, right? <laughs> so often people do that. Um, so then I said to Dan, and Dan was like, oh, mum and dad, like just, you know, church, you know, I'm dating her and all this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, back off the church thing, mum and dad, right? Yeah, I thought they yeah, brought yeah. it for me. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I said to him, let's check it out. I just uh, I just would, I just want to go and check it out. Yep. They talk about this place. It must yep. be amazing. And then, yeah, the day I, foot, I, I stepped foot in this place was just the welcoming, the people. They were real. They were raw. They were happy. Yeah. Um, and they were just so welcoming. I Very just good. I couldn't, hence why I'm on the welcome team. Right. And hence why I couldn't, but I just, yeah, I was like over, it was amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, today what we're going to hone in on one component of your story together, and that is getting stuck in your marriage. So, just describe a little bit of what happened, Dan. We'll start with you. Yeah, I think like yeah, marriage started off seeming seemed fine. Everything was going well, Uh, but then slowly over a period of time, things began to to unravel. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you know, I guess we both fell into a, a place where we were, you know had baggage and were trying to fix each other. Right. Um, you know, I felt I was hearing from God about how to fix my wife and vice versa, and that didn't get, turn out too well. But, yeah, it, it just it, just a lot of the things that were underlying came to the surface over time. And okay. How did you go, Trish, yeah. when he tried to fix you? <laughs> Not good. Not good? Yeah. Not good. Did you, and was that really, that, was that the same for you? Were you trying to help yeah, point out his issues? Yeah, I was trying issues? to do the exact same thing, yeah. Right. Yep. This yep. is your problem. This is your problem. Yeah. Where, where did that get you to? Like, in terms of your relationship, where did that get you to? Um, I guess we just hit a point where we end up, you know, through our marriage, we, we separated. Um, we, we just, it just became so, such, mm. such a toxic home and just right. so much arguing and just, um, there was so much hurt for so many different reasons. And I think we didn't sort of know where it was coming from or why or how to deal with it. Yep. So you're coming to church on Sundays. Coming to church Sundays. Smiling at everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mostly. Yep. Yep. But at home, it's a really tough environment. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was, yeah. It was just so much mm. pain and, yeah, we just didn't know where to go. I mean, we were, had a relationship with God, but we only let him in on areas that you know, we wanted to. We didn't fully yeah. immerse yeah. our marriage into him. Yeah. Right. yeah, we just said, no, it's all right, God, we'll take care of this, but you take care of that, you know. Right, interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you can have Sundays and connect group and yes. we'll have the other stuff. Totally, yep. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't recommend it. Okay, all right. <laughs> so for you, Trish, you got to this place, you're struck, stuck, you're trying to fix it, but obviously it's not working. What did you do? I'll, I'll go to Trish for this. What did you do? Um, well, I got to a place where I was, I literally hit rock bottom and I'm just, I cried out. I'm just like, God, I just, I just remember vividly one morning I was just praying and I'm just, I was hurt. I was angry. I was f- like frustrated. I'm like, God, fix him. Something needs to change. Sort him out. <laughs> and I'm just like. Can't understand why. <laughs> Right. Okay. Okay. And then um, the presence of God just came. Uh, the presence of God just came over me, and then straight up, God just said to me, "He's like, worry about yourself. I will worry about him." And I was like, "Oh!" And that just hit me. And then my prayer, my the way I prayed for Dan was just completely it. it changed wow so I'm like God you know and then just quickly I wrote 
some, you know, I wrote this, um, this letter of the husband that I wanted in the middle of my marriage right. instead of before getting married. Right. Um, and then I just grabbed that, grabbed some scriptures and just prayed over this and said, God, you know, God, you know Dan's this, he's going to be this, he's an wow. amazing father, he's wow. going to be ab- abundance, our marriage is going to flourish, you know, you're going to use this for the future and just completely changed my right. prayer life around. And um, that's all. so basically you, you cried out to God and got a new picture of where you saw him rather than focusing on the problems. Exactly. And prophesying yeah. that and speaking yeah. that. How's he going compared to that picture? Uh, <laughs> uh, careful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so what about you, Dan? So yeah. Trisha's having this moment with God that don't, fo- don't worry about him, focus on herself. What about you? Yeah, very similar. I just remember praying to God and just saying, God, this, you know, I had a picture of the sort of wife I wanted and. I said, this is the wife I asked you for. What's going on, you know? And um, he reminded me of a, of a message that someone preached here years ago around marriage. And the one line that stuck with me was, your wife is a result of your husbandry. Right. And, oh, mate, that was, yeah, that hurt. But similar sort of thing. It was just God just saying, focus on your relationship with me first. Right. Let me go to work on you and, and, you know, when you pray for her, instead of trying to fix her, pray for her. And, yeah. Yeah, so that was... A challenging okay. journey, but I just knew I had. I just had to do it, you know. So that was a ma- major mindset shift for both of you. Absolutely. So, what did, did you tell people? Did you get help? What did you do? Yeah, we for a season we you know went and sought you know counsel. We got counselling for for a season. Yep. And um, you know, I think that that was probably the toughest part of the whole journey was just saying, okay, we need help. Right. We've just admitting, tried it on our own. Admitting you need yeah. help. Yeah. And the rest of it, you know, it's all sort of challenging on different levels. That was probably the toughest one, but that got the ball rolling and saying, we need help, I right. need help. And so you're seeing counselling and being vulnerable and being honest and, yep. you know, and just letting them speak into us was a huge help. Yep. And just and surrounding ourselves with people in church here, there were certain couples that mm. we really leaned into and they leaned into us who have amazing marriages and yep. people who weren't afraid to be honest with us and mm. pull us into line but love us and encourage us and... You know, the difference that so made. So where did, where did you brilliant. find, I'll ask you, Trish, where did you find those people? Like, so I think some of them would be like the youngs and the shorts and different ones. So yeah. where, did you just come across them or you were in their groups or no, what happened? No, so it was through Connect Group. So um, when everything went pear-shaped, um, it was just Connect Group, connecting, praying um, with one another with one another, and building that friendships with these people right. through Connect Group. So you're if, real about what's going on in your personal world. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and if it wasn't for Connect Group and church, yeah, I wouldn't know where we'd be today. Wow, there you mm. go. Now, Dan, I know you lent into doing a whole stack of different courses, so you went to work on yourself. You did freedom courses and all yeah. these different oh, things. Yeah. yeah, did freedom courses. Did um, There's an amazing course and, and a book, one of my favourite from John Bevere, called um, Bait of Satan and talks around unforgiveness and right. things like that, and that really rattled the cage a bit. Yeah. And so I just, I just got to a point where it's, I've done it my way for too long, and you know, even though God's way was tough and it was challenging, yeah. um, it, I know there's just a comfort all the way through it as well. And from people in church, just there was encouragement. I, I didn't have that feeling of I've got to put this smile on my face now and yeah. try and cover things up. I felt like I could, I could just be more real and vulnerable wow. to people. And yeah, um, yeah, and just there was courses, books, whatever was there. I just had to get get into and you know, and that made a big difference. Fantastic. In that restoration. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, I want to I want to thank you for your vulnerability. I know uh, online and right t- together as we're listening to you, this God will be using this moment to say to somebody, "Hey, reach out for some help right now. Reach mm-hmm. out for some help." So, guys, why don't you grab your seat? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Put your hands together.
Uh, I just, I've got a little screen that I want to put up behind me that I just think is four basic principles of getting unstuck. And we'll hear these again and again as Terry comes on up to the stage. Can we put that on up uh, right now, those four things, guys? Essentially, it is this. Number one, admit you've got a problem is the first step of a, a problem. We don't have that. That's okay. Admit we've got a problem. Uh, that's the biggest, I reckon that's 80% of getting unstuck. I've got an issue and I need to acknowledge it. The second thing is to reach out to someone and ask for help. Uh, we've got a whole team of pastors. If you're watching online, Pastor Teresa or in Melbourne, Dan and Ebony, you could email them, you could reach out to them and just say, can you help me? And they'll point you in the right direction. Then you start to take some positive steps and you keep bringing it before God in prayer. It will be helpful. Terry, why don't you come and grab a seat? This is Terry, everybody. Make her very welcome. Terry, I want to talk to you about a specific area that you got stuck in, but you, you, as we talked about it, you realized that you didn't know that you were stuck. You, so you came along to this church how long ago now? Uh, so it was about five years ago. About five I came years along, ago, yeah. and you'd been a Christian for? So being a Christian for about seven, eight years, okay. yeah. So describe yourself at that stage when you came along here. Yeah, so um, I, I mean, I grew up here, but I went out west with teaching and um, so was on fire for God. Yes. But through a series of different things, um, I had a relationship breakdown and, yeah, a whole lot of other pressures. Yeah. I came in feeling pretty wounded, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so in that, you, you did a, a, a Connect Group course called Women to Women and in that you began to talk about some of the challenges that you'd faced previously. So you, you you told me earlier, you would have thought that the reason that you were stuck emotionally, feeling anxious and lonely and overwhelmed, would that be appropriate words to describe yes, how you right. were? Yes, that's right, So you come into church, but internally that's what's going on. Um, you thought it was from a relationship breakup. What, as you were in the group, what did, what did it end up showing yourself? What did it end up being? Yeah, so it was a fantastic group and it was um, because you talked about the deeper subjects, it was right. something that came up, um, just a grief over um, something that I had belief for or that I couldn't understand why God would allow this thing to happen. Okay, what was it? What had happened? Um, so um, being a teacher, one of the students in my class, I had a parent that would come along and help and I built a relationship with her and um, she ended up having cancer. Um, she went into remission, um, but yep. then she had a tragedy where her son, who was in my class, she um, accidentally reversed over him. Oh, no. Um, and so amazingly, miraculously, um, because she had first aid training, she was actually the person who trained everyone in first aid. Right. Um, she was able to get the help that he needed, and it was amazing. He... He ended up recovering, um, and the day pretty much he started to walk into the class, um, her cancer came back aggressively. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. so that was heartbreaking. Okay, and so that ended up taking your life? Yes, it did, yeah. And, and so for you, what, did you what, what happened? What did you realise that had happened to you in that point? So you were reflecting on this with a whole group of ladies in a small group. What was going on for you? Yeah, I think because um, in something like that, God's character gets challenged. Right. Um, and there's that grief. So you kind of push it down and, and kind of keep your Christian face on. Yeah. But when you're talking about it in a deeper way in 
a close relationship with these women that I'd learnt to trust over time and yep. we'd got to know each other. It actually came you'd out. prayed for her healing and been believing for this lady's healing, but it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and also I just couldn't comprehend how God would allow that to happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, so, and then I guess I didn't really deal with that grief because I had all the other stuff going on as well. Yeah. But, yeah, in this group, that's when we talked about and I shared that story and and just to see the other women um, and their reaction as well, it kind of validated how I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what, for you then, because often we are stuck emotionally and we don't realise why, and it can be from grief or pain or disappointment. So I would say that grief and disappointment had got you stuck. So was it really just talking about that with people that kind of helped shift that from you? It was, because it was such a heavy burden when um, you're trying to walk this faith walk and you have, everyone's had tragedies like that happen. Right. and you need to share the burden. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, just, so describe that feeling. Was it one night or over a few weeks that you shared that? Pretty much as soon as I shared it. Yeah. As soon as I shared it, I just felt different. Like my body felt even more relaxed. Amazing. And um, yeah, I think my connection to people in the church, but my connection with God as well. Right. Um, to know that I wasn't alone yep. in having yep. my doubts and fears about well, God and who He is and. And when, yeah, tragedies like this happen, yeah. Yeah, so to share it and to get it out, because there's a a great saying, it says we're only as sick as our secrets or the things that we carry or on the inside. And so to let things out is is God's way. Share your burdens with one another, the Scripture says. Um, What else? Because obviously there's one part of emotionally getting unstuck. How did you end up in your mind knowing that God's a healer but this had happened. What, where did you, and how did you process that? Uh, that's, yeah, that's where you really need to go to scripture. And mm-hmm. I think doing Bible college certainly helped with that. Right. Um, and, and being connected with other people. But yeah, certainly Bible college and knowing um, and being challenged, I guess, with those theological sort of things. And, and um, it's great with Bible college because it does. Um, leave it open for you to make the decision and you have to do the searching yourself. Right. So you, yeah, it in, it's like a coach kind of for you. Yep. And yep. doing the freedom course as well. And, right. and was there, a, a, there was a moment for you doing the freedom course when you realised, because the, the, the key of these sort of moments is that I'm trusting what the Word of God says, even if my experiences don't line up with what the Word of God says. I'm not yep. going to let my experiences determine my beliefs even though that things happen that I don't understand. So was there a moment in freedom that you, you had to face that? Uh, I'd say just doing the freedom course was good just to sort of wash away a lot of things. Mm. But I'd, I wouldn't say it's been a moment. I'd say it's been a series of great, moments. Great, It's probably like when I was saved, I had an, a powerful encounter with God that, yes. that there was no turning back. You right. know, when you have that encounter, yes. there's just no turning back. Um, so, yeah, you know God's real, but it's working out, well, who he is. Right. And, um, yeah, declaring who he is. Like in the book, The Day of Freedom, you get the book, but then it suggests that you declare those scriptures for who God is. 21 days or something right. afterwards. Yeah. So if you do that, that's where the power is too. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Terry, thank you so much. Thank I'm going to let you go. Thank you. Put your hands together for Terry. 
Last one's David and Marina Crowder. I'm going to ask you to come up. And then what we're going to do is we're going to spend some time praying. Uh, We're going to spend some time just waiting on God to reveal to us where we might be stuck. And already I know, I can feel it as people are talking, we're we're connecting to some pain on the inside. So welcome, David and Marina. Thank you. Do you want to give a a shameless plug for your white shirts to everybody? Represent. Represent. Join the team. No. It's the, the best team. You the get support. Beautiful people. Right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to talk with you about being financially stuck. Mm-hmm. When you first came to, in the first couple of years of coming to this church, Marina, how uh-huh. long ago did you come to this church? Uh, so we got married 2012. Got married, packed our bags, and moved to Sunshine Coast yes. and walked straight into C3 Powerhouse. That's it, 2012. Okay. And so, David, at that point, are you in business? What's going on? Yep, so we, uh, we started our own company in 2007, so mm-hmm. we've been operating for a fair few years, yes. um, kind of just doing things in our own strength, right. um, didn't really understand how God actually wants to get involved in our business, yep. so yeah, we were just kind of doing anything, everything in our own strength at that so point. There's a little bit of a theme going on here, isn't there, of, of letting God do the spiritual things, but not letting God into these other areas, marriage or business or whatever it might right. be. Yeah. Okay, so where did that end? Where did you end up with that, Marina? Uh, let's just say we were backed up to the walls um, at home with a lot of prayer. A, it was, I don't know, it was definitely paralyzing emotionally. Right. Yes. And as a couple, um, we were pretty bad stewards in that area, so... Yeah. So what do you mean? Well, we had wins. Like we, we, the business was operating. We, we made profit here and there, but it kind of went out faster than it came in. Yeah. We'd have like really good wins, but then at the end of the day, nothing was left, and we actually got ourselves further and further in debt. Okay. It's kind of like we, we came in this spiral and just continued to spiral out of control. Okay. <laughs> right. So would you? So like personal debt. What kind of level did we get to in personal debt? Do we have to say? No, it's okay. Now, look, looking at the numbers, You've and we'll, said it before, we'll, so yeah, we'll touch on this um, because that, as you said earlier on, that gave us freedom. But yeah, when when we added it all up, it was like 60k in personal bad debt right. that we ended up in. Credit card debt, personal debt, tax, and all right. that kind of stuff. Okay, so so you knew God wanted to prosper you, but you weren't particularly. How would you describe the way you were managing your finances? Right. I can comment a little bit. Well, we didn't really have the revelation that God wanted to prosper us either. Like, I've been a Christian all my life. Right. But I didn't... um it, where I grew up in the church, they never talked about money, so there was no education around that, no understanding that, hey, yeah, yes, we've got to be good stewards, but God wants to multiply back to you. So there was no understanding of okay. that. And, um, um, and what we was the question? We were in poor... poor like, you, you had a um, poverty mindset in your family, and... We, I come from a third world country, so my family were quite poor. So it was, it, to us, it was okay to be poor, and we had that mindset together. When we got married, it's like, this is okay. Being in debt is okay, right? But it's not. Okay, so then you started right. to hear teaching at church about what the Bible says about money, yeah. And it's like, what the Bible says and what we're experiencing is not lining up. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So what did you do? Did you was did you have the <laughs> awkward, we're going to have to ask for help sort of conversations? We're going to. 
I'll, I'll jump in real quick. Yeah, um, because, so here's the thing, I, I have to take responsibility because I was the leader in the house in terms of finances and I ran a business, so I should be good at this money stuff, right? <laughs> so that, that, that was me. So I was lying to myself. I didn't have any education around it. Um, I'm good at marketing and making money, but like managing and stuff like that, I, I never learned anything about it. So that's wow. kind of why we got into this, into this place. Yeah, there was no God factor, but the practical elements were missing as well. Yep. Yeah. We so, showed up. We showed up to church. We really showed it, up hey? to every single prayer meeting, even if we weren't invited. We showed up anyways. Right. We'd be right at the back at the door, so that that way, as soon as the prayer was done, we would bail so quickly. So we but, just showed up. Yeah, but the real turning point, I guess, Pastor John, is this: that we had to. I had to admit it to myself first. It's like, yeah, we're not going in the right direction here. So <laughs> yep. that was probably the most embarrassing and humbling thing for me yep. to do and tell my wife. Okay, so Marina, did you know the extent of the the hole you were in? Yeah. Oh, She knew the weight of of it, but probably not the numbers. Yeah, (laughs) no. Yeah, because there was one point where Dave was just not getting out of bed and I was like, there's something he's holding that he's not actually telling me. And going into, we worked in the office together for a while. We bickered the whole time. And it was just like, what are you not telling me? And he just threw the amount at me and I was just like, what is this? Big drop. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good. We got married, and I got married into a huge amount of debt. This is crazy. I thought that was supposed to be happily ever after. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, so that was the first point. <laughs> so, so that, I mean, that, honestly, in so many levels, that is the turning point. Yep. Yeah. When you face the facts. Yeah. Face the facts. Our marriage is in this situation. Yeah. yeah. Our finances are in this. I'm emotionally. Why this are is, we I'm here? I'm an alcoholic, whatever mm. it might be. I'm facing the facts and then start to get help. But that's yeah. the first thing. That, that's the thing. So overcoming that hurdle is like, I'm, I'm stop lying to myself. Mm-hmm. Start um, sharing where we're at with my wife. Yes. But then really getting professional help from yeah. our accountant. Yes. It's yeah. like, okay, let's lay down these numbers. <laughs> where are we actually at? Right. How? What's the plan here? And like you said early on, a few times with everyone else, it's like, just doing that alone just lifted the weight. Right. Totally. Like, yeah, we, we weren't out of debt yet, but it's just like this burden was gone. We invited God in. We, um, we <laughs> yep. got scriptures. We yep. got prophecies. And um, I think I've sent you like the, the daily prayer that I went through. It's just, it's a battle every day. Right. But yep. you speak God's promises over that situation. Taking that, um, God as your daily bread. And yeah, you're, exactly. you're full from that, that empty feeling we had of being so isolated, being in this debt. Yes. But taking Jesus as your daily bread just completely yeah. kept right. us full. And, and just declaring, like, I'm not a slave to the lender, that, that God wants to prosper us. It, it's all scriptural stuff. Yeah. Right? It's all in there, and we just yeah. declare that every day during our prayer time, yeah. during that journey. Because often the, when you are stuck, and whatever it is that's causing you to be stuck, what comes with it is that shame. Right. And, it's, and the devil tries to put shame on us and make us think, well, I'm the only one. And if, if people knew what I was really like, or if people knew what we were really, maybe they'll reject us. Maybe they'll judge us. Maybe I won't be accepted. So and, and all of those things are lies because he knows if you can get the issue into the light, yeah. then the light comes in, get it out of the darkness, get it into the light. That same, I say it again, we're only as sick as our secrets. Yeah. So with those secrets that we've got, as soon, unless we get it in the open, we're not going to allow wisdom to come in. So you began yeah. to move and, and appropriate yeah. wisdom. How long did it take you to get out of debt? Oh, five years? 
Probably three years ago. Yep. Yep. So yeah, yeah, probably yeah, five, five years to the day. Yeah. Five mm-hmm. years it took you to get out, yep. and at the same time, of positive steps, running your business, declaring scriptures, tithing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we um we we started tithing when we came to this house. That's mm-hmm. probably why things got a little bit more out of control. It's yeah. like we're in debt. Now we want to do it God's way as well. So the devil, he's going to come at us <laughs> twice as hard. Yep. Yep. That's that's what we experienced. So, right. but um but with that came a peace as well. Right. Yep. Like just. We so many stories. We're like we just had enough. We always had food in our pantry. We're always right. able to always make rent. Full. Yeah, yep. it was close, but it, God just always came through for us week after always week, full. which is just Fantastic. awesome. Yeah, fantastic. I love that. It's courageous, but you've done very well. Can you guys put your hands together you. for David and Marina? Thank you. All right. So just for for us this morning, for those of us. Uh, listening, and I'm praying that as we're talking, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us about an area that we need to A, admit as an issue. B, uh, we need to tell somebody about and tell the right person about. It might be our connect group leader. It might be one of the pastors in our church. It might be a spiritual leader that you uh, respect who's in our church. And I I look around a room like right now and I know online that there are so many uh, leaders who have walked through so much stuff. So to to tell them and then to start to get some positive steps. What am I going to do to overcome this? Maybe it's a course. Maybe it's seeing a counsellor. Maybe it's getting prayer. There's so many different options. Maybe it's some practical things. And then to keep praying and seeking God is a real key. So I want us to close our eyes right now. And I'm praying, Holy Spirit, in every lounge room, in every home, in every room, in this room, together right now, let your presence come. First of all, Holy Spirit, speak to us and put your finger on the issue where we're stuck. Just ask God right now, where am I stuck? Come Holy Spirit. Help us. Where am I stuck? And the second thing I want you to do is ask Him, who should I tell? Just ask Him that. Who should I tell? One thing I've learned is there's no perfect person to open up to. Don't discount everybody. You just have to find somebody who's not the perfect person, but they're the right person for now. Maybe you do that if you're married as a couple. Maybe it's a person that just comes to mind right now. Show us Holy Spirit. Show us Holy Spirit. I want you right now, I'm going to pray over people, but wherever you are, at home, in this room right now, if God's showing you an area that you're stuck in, that you need to face, to ta- have some courage to face, I want you to have it, take a step of courage right now and to stand up wherever you are. At home, if you're stuck and you need to face something, I want you to stand up. In this room right now, you're stuck and you need to face something, I want you to stand up right now. Just do it. 
or the courage of God right across the room, right across the room, whatever it is. It might be a destructive habit. It might be a negative situation. It might be anxiety and fear that you're living under but you haven't talked to anybody about. But right now, I want you just to stand up. This is the first step. It's the first step of taking courage. At home, right now, just stand up. It's almost as you do it, you're taking that first step to letting the light in and breaking free. As you take this step, you're letting light in and you're breaking free. This it doesn't get it's not easy, but it takes courage. Holy Spirit, right now, I pray for courage for people to break free from demonic strongholds, to break free from lies, Lord, to break free from shame. I'm asking right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your help. Spirit of God, Lord, I pray right now for those who are standing. Holy Spirit, the courage is awesome. And I pray right now for the clarity of the who to speak to. And out of that, the steps to take. I thank you who the sun sets free is free indeed. Father, I come against the lies of the enemy now and I break your power in Jesus' Name. I come against the shame that the enemy wants to put on people and I say, get off in the Name of Jesus. Father, I pray, release the release of God, the release of God in Your mighty Name. In Your mighty Name, there's freedom coming. Let the power of God flow in this room. Let the power of God come. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Courage, I love the courage. So many people are showing. Going to face some things, going to get free of some things. It's awesome.